When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Weekly, the T-Biz Podcast and T-Biz Blog offer business insights on the news that most impacts the tea industry. Paired with Tea Journey Magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz Portal is a global resource providing nuanced coverage for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. FAO reports that progress towards sustainable agriculture has stalled in many regions. There's tea relief for Pakistan. And an outsider offers $157 million for McLeod Russell, India. Plus, Jamie Luchik, head of Tazo Sustainability Initiatives in the U.S., discusses the ambitious task of obtaining regenerative organic certification for the brand's entire line of teas and ingredients. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. The Food and Agricultural Organization reports that seven years after the United Nations committed to 17 Sustainable Development Goals, known as SDGs, the trend lines show a slight improvement, but measures of current status indicate, quote, progress towards sustainable agriculture seems to have stalled in many regions, end quote. Western Asia and Northern Africa, Latin America and the Caribbean, North America, Europe, and Oceania, excluding Australia and New Zealand, have registered no improvement since 2015, according to FAO's annual report. The report, titled Tracking Progress on Food and Agriculture-Related SDG Indicators, was issued this week at the United Nations General Assembly. Progress is reported on a scale of 1 to 5. Goals are aspirational. Targets are measurable. The UN's 230 indicators show the specific measurement by which targets can be judged as successful or unsuccessful. According to FAO, quote, most regions, as well as the world as a whole, can be described as close to achieving productive and sustainable agriculture. 
several regions achieve an even better level, coming very close to the target of achieving productive and sustainable agriculture. These regions include Central Asia, SIDS, an acronym for Small Island Developing States, Oceania, and Europe. The world's least developed countries and landlocked developed countries match the global progress score at three. Australia and New Zealand scored four out of five, as did North America and Western Europe. This year report also includes, for the first time, additional indicators for agricultural losses due to disasters, the distribution of land tenure rights, and the impact of international trade policies and regulations on agricultural trade. The full report is available for download at fao.org. Business Insight Eliminating poverty is the UN's number one goal. The number of people in poverty increased from 8.3% of the world's population in 2019 to 9.2% in 2020. This year's report also found a significant increase to 210 million undernourished people globally, a setback that subverted all of the progress of the previous decade. Eight of the 17 goals associated with food supply and well-being, quote, suffered devastating setbacks due to adverse socioeconomic impacts of conflict and war, the COVID-19 pandemic, and climate change, according to FAO. Chief Statistician Petro Gennari said that, quote, while the world was already not on track to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals before 2020, the past two years have seen a series of reversals in several dimensions, including food security and agricultural productivity, end quote. There's tea relief on the way for Pakistan. The fate of 16 million Pakistani children followed extensive flooding is beyond the bleak as outbreaks of waterborne disease have killed 1,500 people including 528 children in 81 districts, according to UNICEF. Floodwaters submerged one-third of the world's fifth most populous country and will take up to six months to recede, according to UNICEF. Unprecedented monsoon flooding destroyed an estimated one million homes. Continuous rainfall washed out roads, swept away bridges, destroyed crops, and has since overwhelmed medical services. Losses are estimated at $30 billion. Food and shelter are the immediate concern as the world rushes to aid at the urging of the World Health Organization, which warned of the potential for a wave of disease and death following the catastrophe. Pakistan's Prime Minister says, quote, millions of people are still living under the open sky, end quote. Water is giving rise to waterborne diseases, including malaria, gastroenteritis, diarrhea, 
and skin diseases. UNICEF estimates that 3.4 million children need immediate relief. To donate, visit the International Development and Relief Foundation website at idrf.ca. Business Insight In September, Netherlands-based Ekaterra Tea donated 100 tons of tea to Pakistan, saying, quote, Tea is not only a part of the staple diet in Pakistan, but also an essential item that helps people get a sense of community. Through the donation, Ekterra hopes to give Pakistanis a feeling that everyone is in this together. Pakistan is the world's largest tea importer by volume and has the seventh highest consumption per capita. Tea drinkers there consume an average of 3,000 cups per second. Carbon Resources, a private company that makes battery electrodes, acquired 5% of troubled McLeod Russell India last week, announcing a takeover offer, quote, that is fair and lucrative, end quote. Kolkata-based McLeod is one of India's largest tea growers, producing 73 million kilos of tea annually. Insolvency proceedings forced the venerable tea venture to consider an acquisition to repay several banks and other lenders. Carbon Resources sent a letter of intent to creditors as a non-binding offer to settle all secured debt in full and pay 55% of what they are owed to unsecured lenders. The offer caused McLeod shares to soar, gaining almost 70% during the past week. A director for Carbon Resources told Bloomberg News that the takeover would help it diversify and add scale. The intent, he said, is a clean one-shot resolution for McLeod Russell, and that is what we have offered. McLeod owes 1,700 crore in Indian rupees more than $210 million in U.S. dollars. Arvinda Adantharaman in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 17th September 2022. Indian media has been abuzz with reports of a significant chunk of Darjeeling's tea gardens being up for sale as the plantation business has become increasingly unviable. There has been a build-up towards what could be a tipping point Multiple factors have contributed to it, including decreased yield, increased cost of production, the loss of markets in 2017 following the Gorkha agitation, climate change, and now the increasing volume of cheap and inferior quality tea that comes from Nepal at a 0% import duty thanks to an Indo-Nepal Friendship Treaty. What this has done is really brought prices down as Nepal tea is being blended or sold as and sold with Tajiling tea in the markets and producers are unable to recover even the cost of production for bulk of their teas. Remains to be seen how things will unfold over the next few months. In auction sale 38 saw good demand for orthodox black teas across all auction centers. Exporters were active. In Kolkata, orthodox leaf sold for 244 rupees per kilo. In Guwahati, Orthodox leaves sold for 252 rupees per kilo. There was a strong demand for Orthodox tea here and data consumer products and Hindustan Unilever were active. In the south, 
Average auction prices were 140 rupees per kilo in Cochin, 97 rupees 15 paise in Kunur, and 114 rupees 42 paise in Coimbatore. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. This week, TBiz travels to Connecticut to discuss with Jamie Luchik the ambitious task of certifying Tazo Regenerative's entire line of teas and ingredients. Jamie is head of Tazo and Portfolio Sustainability at Ectera Americas. Tazo reformulated and relaunched four of its leading blends this summer. Tazo's long-term ambition is to transform its products and the brand's entire business operations into a regenerative approach that challenges what the tea industry can do and gives back to people and the planet. In renaming the brand Tazo Regenerative, parent tea company Ectera committed a sizable long-term investment in its tea supply chain. The focus is on support for farmers that implement practices to increase soil health and assure fairness to farm workers. Third-party certifier Regenerative Organic Alliance, ROA, praises the company for, quote, aligning with our mission to heal a broken system, repair a damaged planet, and empower farmers and eaters to create a better future through regenerative organic agriculture, end quote. Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining me on this week's podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dan. It's my pleasure. Jamie, will you describe how Tazo's decision to adopt a regenerative business approach expands on the basic concepts of fair trade and sourcing from sustainable suppliers? Fair trade and sustainability, of course, are two critical pillars to what we're trying to do. And we're looking from the lens of, of regenerative to say, how can we start there and then go further to get to a place where we're actually giving back to people and planet? What else will it take to even the way that tea is grown? And that's where we layered in the regenerative practices and principles. So fundamentally, from the perspective of the agricultural piece, looking at things along the lines of pollinator pathways, of protecting biodiversity, of looking into, um, you know, waterways that may be on the land or adjacent to the land and ensuring that those are cared for. So many people, I think, are 
used to organic practices and principles and are now interested in and learning more about regenerative. But for us, it also goes beyond the land. We're trying to focus on some key levers to deliver this regenerative ambition. We're looking at procurement, we're looking at partnership, and we're looking at innovation. From a procurement lens, this is where it becomes very interesting and I think has real implications across the industry potentially. So with with procurement, we are looking at our packaging materials as one example. So we have a commitment that by 2023, we'll ensure our priority materials like tree fiber, sugar, tea are sourced from suppliers that have eliminated any deforestation from their supply chains. And by 2025, hoping that 100% of our packaging will be reusable, recyclable, or compostable. Building resilient communities as one of the first principles in really to address on-the-ground challenges with these experts and partnerships that already exist, but are looking for more support from corporate partners like us. The reformulations begin a long process of achieving third-party certification by the Regenerative Organic Alliance for the full range of Tazo tea. Will you describe the process and milestones? It's been over two years working towards this. So first and foremost, we started by partnering with Peer Strategies, which is our environmental um, consulting firm, and they helped us do an audit of our existing footprint, first from a product lens, but also from a business and, and social lens. So we knew where we were. And then we said, we were looking towards where we wanted to go. We were hoping to find a third party, an independent certification that would show that would reassure people that there was transparency in this, that we weren't grading our own homework on the ambition that we were setting for ourselves. That's when we first learned of the Regenerative Organic Alliance. We are a proud ally of the Regenerative Organic Alliance. We are not yet certified by them. I I do want to make that clear, but we are working towards their standards. And so we understood their framework And that's where we brought in the elements of regenerative practices and principles at the farms, the fair trade certification through Fair Trade USA, and then the organic certification as well. Marketing should simplify decision-making. And while third-party certifications are powerful endorsements that build trust, labels crowded with too many certification emblems and seals are confusing and dilute the significance of individual claims. In contrast, Tozo's rebranding prominently incorporates regenerative in the name and displays only two seals on the front of the package. Messaging emphasizes three tea-growing principles, organic, conservation, and fair trade. Will you describe your strategy? It's a great point. It it really is. There's such a world of information out there and misinformation out there, unfortunately, right? And so with the certification, it and again, I'll use Fair Trade USA as one example, you know that when you see that, 
there is work that's being done to ensure responsible farming practices and safe, healthy working conditions on the farms. Things like gender equity and community development funds to address local needs, and that the farmers and the workers themselves are voting on what those funds are going to be used for. I think there are there there are such rich informational educational materials at each of the partners websites on their social pages their linkedin i think that they, that whether it's the rodale institute or the regenerative organic alliance or fair trade usa these entities are doing a great job of collecting the important bits of information for consumers i think it's my job as a brand owner to then say here is that information. Here is why this is important that when we're putting it all together in a box, a literal box for you to enjoy in our Tazo tea. And so we feature some of their stories on our website or in our social conversations on Instagram, for example, or TikTok, trying to meet our consumers where they are, where they might be looking for information and then make that available to them. Earlier this year, the New Climate Institute issued a report critical of companies trumpeting, quote, ambitious-sounding carbon goals, end quote. Nestle and Unilever offered rebuttals. Last month, the UK's Advertising Standards Authority banned advertising one of Unilever's popular detergents for unsupported claims about its sustainability. Listeners will find it helpful in your role as head of portfolio sustainability if you share insights about consumers' expectations. It's a very important question. And I I think the answers might be something that the consumer has never thought of. But essentially what, in my opinion, what the consumers are looking for or what I'm looking for as a consumer is transparency. And some sort of reliability and and reassurance that what the company is promising me is is true. I will say for us, we see that businesses must play a role in addressing climate change because we played such a large role in creating it. And so for us, companies, especially throughout, you know, throughout the tea industry, we all need to step up and reduce our contributions to greenhouse gas to address the full climate impact that that we've that we've created to make sure that this is done in in a way that is impactful and measurable and authentic and transparent we think setting science based targets for greenhouse gas emissions and using validation by the science-based targets initiative is critical. At Tazo, our goal is to achieve carbon neutral operations by 2026 and to be on the path to science-based net zero emissions, including a 45% absolute reduction of scopes one, two, and three greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. And our base year is 2020 in that calculation. So that's first and foremost, I, I, I believe that SBTI, so the Science-Based Targets Initiative, has built a program, a, a framework, essentially, that, that industry 
could and should leverage in order to reassure consumers and in order to actually make measurable change. We are also at Tazo working on our full climate impact by completely overhauling our means of production and transitioning to regenerative organic, as we talked about at the top of the call. So this is encompassing everything from soil health to worker fairness. You know, we are a proud ally of the Regenerative Organic Alliance and the Rodale Institute in this space. So when you look for where do we put our, you know, put our money where our mouth is, the farmers are making real life choices every day on how to address the impacts of climate change on their land. So right now, we are raising funds towards the Rodale Institute up to $250,000 to give to them to support farmers who are looking to transition to organic farming. And we are doing that in a hopefully a, a cheeky and fun way with a TikTok ad that we have out there. We didn't spend a lot of money to buy media. We didn't buy a TV ad. We didn't buy print ad. We put this out there without paid media, hoping that people would talk about it and generate views. And then we're saying for each view, it's a dollar because in that talking and in that conversation, people start to discuss, well, what is regenerative agriculture? Why is it important? What are, what are regenerative business practices? Why is fair trade important? And we don't simply want, we, we want the momentum. We want the conversation to keep going and for consumers to learn more about it, to ask for more of it, to drive that sort of flywheel, that virtuous cycle of growth where the demand increases, where more people want fair trade certification. So more farmers and communities are earning fair trade and earning fair trade money. And this for us is why we're going to transition our entire range to be regenerative organic. We're we're setting stringent ambitions about that as well. We're looking for at least 80% of our ingredient volume to meet regenerative organic standards by 2029. 80% simply being there's still that 20% that's in things like citric acid and things that aren't necessarily covered by those standards at this moment in time. Finally, and most importantly, we are working with our sustainability consulting firm, Pure Strategies, to measure this progress step-by-step And we will be keeping our community updated on milestones through our website and through our social pages. So we know we owe those answers to consumers. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.